Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Meredith Clark. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. You know, just springing into some slightly better weather. Hell you know. yeah. Hell yeah. Finally don't have to wear a jacket every day. That's nice. I know. Um, but it's also been like overcast for two weeks. Yeah, it's like we can't have any one <laughs> pure like good thing. Nice no, you're sorry, guys. Cool, cool. Starting things off on an optimistic note. Um, I haven't seen you in a while. What have you been up to? Uh, well, you know, the same combination of working, the hustle, all Hell of that, yeah. um, running around, and uh, I took Rosie to what was supposed to be a corgi meetup this weekend. Oh, what happened? I just saw like. A somewhat devastating photo of Rosie by herself. <laughs> and I mean, she always looks happy, but it was like the Corgi meetup didn't happen. So we're, we're just hanging out in the park. And I was like, what happened to the rest of the Corgi? Well, what happened was the organizer saw the weather. Initially, it was supposed to rain on Sunday. So they canceled it, okay. um, unfortunately, because... I really wanted to go. There were still other corgis there. I think at one point there were four corgis in in the same place, but Rosie didn't want to play with them. She just sort of would trot up, look at them like, you look familiar. (laughs) And then... Something about you. Yeah. And then run off. a note to familiarity in me. Yeah. uh, I get that. Also being antisocial, I understand being like, you're a human, but no thank you. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully I'll take her to the next one, which I'm very excited about. Cool. Um, so I wanted to ask you if you had any, while we're still in the pop culture section, if you're new to Light Trees and News, here's how the show works. Uh, first third of the show is pop culture. Uh, today's a Wednesday episode. So guys, you know, someone insane broke into my apartment and I interviewed them against my better judgment so that's coming up as well and then we'll have some bad news and we'll end things with some good news oh is there good news yeah believe it or not there is guys yeah excellent listen i may have to crowbar it in there but it will technically be good in some way yeah there will be a sense of satisfaction afterwards exactly but we're currently in the pop culture section so meredith i wanted to ask you is there anything you're watching listening to reading or I'm allowing, like, I'm opening up this uh, recommendation segment to literally be anything. Whether it's, like, you had a really good meal or, like, you were walking <laughs> through the city and you saw something and you were like, that's really cool. Like, literally anything that made you be like, life is good. Hmm. Well, the big thing that has been comforting me recently is Friday Night Lights is on Hulu. Oh boy. So I've been getting my clear eyes, full hearts can't lose on again. And I've got to say that show still makes me cry like a little baby. Nothing. I think that's the hardest I've cried ever watching a TV show. Uh, What I really respect about Friday Night Lights is the writing other than when the writers went on strike and there was the weird storyline where Landry killed a guy that we never talk about. Yeah. Well, that's okay because what I've discovered is you can just skip the entire second season you can. and it's just Miss fine. Nothing. Yeah. It's nothing because, again, it was a writer's strike, so they were just spinning their wheels. But what I really loved about the show was I feel like a really easy trope to fall back on, especially if two of your main characters are a married couple, is like marital strife. Yeah. And I just love that coach and... Tammy just 
are solid as a fucking rock through that entire series. And, you know, like, the fights seem realistic. Their disagreements are realistic. They disagree. They, like, actually yeah. have... But it's always, like, you guys are solid. And, yeah. like, that's weirdly comforting <laughs> when there's, like, <laughs> so much drama going on. It's like, yeah, Coach and Tammy are going to be fine. And that's, yeah, even if literally nothing else in the world will be fine. Yeah, that's, um, like, our, our true north, yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I've been, I've definitely been watching that. Um, uh, what have I been reading? Well, I've been reading a lot of depressing stuff, but that, cool, cool, cool. like, um, but that's mostly just, you know, for work because I picked you a job to. that requires I yeah. do such things. Um, but, hmm, I know I have been reading. I just am having a hard time thinking about what it was that I was doing i started watching lost in space off of kevin's recommendation who was just on light trees and news and i gotta tell you my favorite thing about the show so far and here's the caveat i'm halfway through episode one so i'm not very far into it is just how the dad immediately is throwing his youngest child into like the most horrifically dangerous (laughs) situations possible like at one point he just like is about to throw him into like a frozen lake or a freezing lake and then at another point he just leaves him in the woods and it's like this kid is maybe seven he's like very very young yeah uh i also can't estimate children's ages Mm -hmm. i'm like if you're younger than 20 i think you're like five yeah uh but i just i thought that was really funny and i don't know if it was deliberate but i was like man this guy's a bad father uh but i'm enjoying it so far it's very the kids are really good um the dad and the mom are very good the cgi is cool it's usually not a genre i would like like sci-fi or like sci-fi reboot i like stuff i like there are films and TV shows that are sci-fi that I enjoy. It's just not generally my favorite genre. Okay, that's fair. But I can enjoy it if, like, the storytelling is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm much more of, like, a fantasy person, I think. Ah, uh, yes. If well, I, I choose. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big... I like both. But mm-hmm. definitely, like, sci-fi in my bones. Watching a lot of Star Trek when I was in uh, middle school and high school. So... Lots of memories of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I might have to check it out, although who knows. Um, I, I'm i trying to think. Oh, well, another one that you should check out, okay. I would say, is good. Um, is a TV show called Continuum. Oh, yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. It's like time travel and um, like terrorists but the terrorists are actually like kind of good okay so nuanced Um, nuanced storytelling i mean as nuanced as a like a weird time traveling television show can be Mm -hmm. so yeah she's like uh there's a lady cop in the future who ends up being transported back in time and when there's a weird cataclysm at a moment when um these terrorists are all supposed to be executed but instead of being executed they escape into the past and they have a secret plan to, um, you know, to do environmental terrorism or something. Okay. And then she's trying to find them and also find her way back to the present day. So, um, so you have to, like, you deal with the fact that the terrorists are really charming. Sure. And you deal with the fact that, Who like... among us has not been charmed by a terrorist at some point in our lives? It's true. Um, but you also do have, like, the uncomfortable, oh, this lady cop really needs to chill out. Because, like, you're kind of 
a, you're definitely a tool for fascism. Yeah. Like, you're, like, <laughs> Who among f- us has not been a tool for fascism at one point? In <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but there's some... Uh, some great people, like some some great actors. Um, the cool. lead actress is actually in a movie that my friend made called After Party, and what? apparently she was a total pro and very kind to everyone. Hell so yeah. I have uh, extra love for it. And um, oh, and there's like a ton because it's Canadian. There's a ton of unbelievably hot like. But it's, it's an extremely hot multi-ethnic cast that is unstoppably good. And Hell wow. Yeah. So if you want to watch like sexy Asian dudes of like there several is, different stripes. You clearly know I do. <laughs> but, you know, being I'm sold. I'm going to so watch charming. this fucking show. It's so good. God, it's like if it's filmed in Vancouver, there's a chance there's going to be like tons of hotties. Hell yeah. Yeah. Vancouver knows what's up. Yeah. Hey, Except Vancouver. for the whole like real estate madness because Chinese oligarchs have bought all of the real estate and yeah, now it's like unaffordable to live yeah. there now. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's no just, good. yeah, it's like empty, empty apartments owned by Chinese oligarchs. And, um, we know what that's like in New York city, except yeah. just swap Chinese oligarchs for Russian um, and middle Eastern, like oil yeah. tycoons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, and don't forget the heroin still. Love sure. Yeah. But hey. lots of heroin everywhere. Uh, guys, it's that time of the show. I Listen, I am going to invest in new locks eventually to stop this from happening. But another weirdo broke into my apartment and I ended really up really got to do something about I know, this. It's, it's become a problem. Yeah. I'm realizing it's a distraction now. But in the meantime, I recorded about 10 minutes with them. So uh, stuff this in your ear holes. <laughs> God damn it, there's glass everywhere again. Who the hell are you? Hello, Allison. My name is Samuel Clements. Samuel Clements? You probably know me better as Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain. That's right. That's my name, Mark Twain. Listen, I don't mean to be rude or to call you a liar, but I reject the idea that you are actually Mark Twain. Are you just like an insane person? Who, I'm sorry, that's not a kind way to put that. Uh, Are you someone pretending to be Mark Twain? Would a person pretending to be Mark Twain be wearing this white suit? Good point. Have this luscious mustache? All right, good point. Why are you here? Well, Allison, I have a question for you. All right. Let me start off with just a little introduction. (sighs) Okay. Now, you've probably read some of my books. I have. Actually, yes, I have. They make us read your books in school. Perhaps you've read uh, Tom Sawyer. Yeah, Tom Sawyer. Huckleberry Finn. Sure, classic. Some have called it the great American novel. Okay, calm down. It's it's fine. It's good, yes. A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. I, I didn't. I'm not familiar, no. Puddinghead. What? That's my favorite. Puddinghead? Puddinghead? Is that real? Well, you can't pronounce the G, Allison. It's Puddin'. Puddin' Head? It's P-U-D-D apostrophe N. Listen, I've never claimed to be a literary literary expert. Okay, Puddin' Head? I just want want to establish that I am one of America's greatest novelists and writers. Okay, yes. All right, fine. Fair enough. Yes, I think you... It's undisputed you're one of America's greatest novelists. Okay. Well, what you may not know about me is that I am very bad with money. 
Really? I I have. Huh. Let me tell you, Allison. I have made so much money in my life. Sure. Huckleberry Finn, again, great American novel, finest finest piece of written English language. Some have said. Yeah. I I made so much money and I blew it all. Wow. I blew it all, Allison. Okay. Yeah. I I actually never knew that about you. Like, I'm, what were you blowing your money on? I'm what you might call a uh, a, a venture capitalist. What? I like to I like to go around and find new technologies to invest in. Like new technology for your time? Or well, just whatever's available, whatever I can find. Okay. Whatever I can find. Whatever looks I mean, new and implausible. Honestly, that doesn't sound like a bad investment decision immediately. Well, see, I like to think of it as any technology that seems the most improbable has the biggest chance of being a success. Oh boy, that that's not a great because way to think, think of, that. of all the think of all the great inventions of our time, okay. right? The internet. Sure. The space shuttle. Yep. You know, all of those people said couldn't be done. They that's said true. that sounds crazy. So now I look for things that people say that looks crazy and I just give them all of my money. Okay. Well, I mean, like investing in the space program, that actually, that does sound like maybe it would be a good idea. But like, can you give me an example of something you've invested in? Sure. Sure. So uh, a fella uh, that I met on the banks of the Mississippi River okay. had a Very had a charming. machine he was uh, 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 making, he mm-hmm. built, and uh, his plan was to uh, suck up water from the Mississippi River, spin it around... To create many hurricanes. Okay, that that's very stupid. I, I can't believe that you ever... You thought that would work? I just thought it sounded crazy. Y- yes, and the thing yes, is, I agree. That is absolutely insane. My point being that people thought the internet sounded crazy before it happened. So now I feel like if okay. somebody says something sounds crazy, then it's a good investment. All right, let me, let's just hit pause for a second. Um... The internet, when you, even if you hear the internet and you think it's like a wild notion, it makes sense, right? Connecting millions of people virtually, like that in theory makes sense even if you don't think it's possible. What possible reason would you have for wanting to turn river water into a hurricane? Allison, I'm no technical expert. If I was, I'd be making the products myself, okay? okay. Right. I'm just here to give out the money and hopefully one of these inventions turns out to be the next, uh, you know, uh, George Foreman Grill. I got to tell you, I feel like maybe you should give your money to a financial planner. Well, oh, so I can have it invested in some some fund with a, a small growth rate yes. over a long amount of time? Yes. Yes. That sounds like a very responsible thing to do. Uh, that's, that's no way to live life, Allison. What? Have you ever been on a steamboat on the Mississippi you River? That is No, I haven't. You know I haven't. Look at me. I've never been on a fucking steamboat. But I know that that's a dumb way to spend your money. What well, else have you invested in? What else have I invested in? Let's determine if this is a pattern. Well, uh, the city of uh, Hoax Bluff, Alabama, wanted to build a bridge okay. over uh, over their highway system for turtle crossings. All right. And uh, I funded it completely. Well, see, that almost sways me because I like turtles. It sounded good, but the people did not like it. Right, because it was so expensive. And because the bridge was not so much a bridge as it was just going right over the highway. Okay. It was just a patch of grass that laid on top of the highway. Oh, okay. 
Wait. Did it arc over the highway? No, it was just a patch of grass that would lay on top of the highway. That's not a bridge. You just put a patch of grass well, in the middle of the highway. It's a bridge for the turtles. So people can just crash into turtles. Were there just a bunch of dead turtles? And there were several traffic fatalities. God damn it. Well, that now is... I'm st- I went from picturing a happy little bridge over a highway where a bunch of fucking turtles could cross safely, mm-hmm. and now I'm just picturing turtle stains all over a goddamn highway, and now several dead people. It did not go well. Listen, I say this with all due respect, because you are one of America's literary heroes. I think you're a fucking idiot. I'm bad at business. In a very limited way, I think you're a big dum dumb. I feel I can say that because you're in my home, sir. Well, that's what brings me here today. Okay, what's up? Do you have any money I could have? No, absolutely I not. I have fallen on hard no. times. Go write a fucking book. First, hold on. Alice, How are you? Hold on. How are you alive right now? What happened? Why are you here right now? I don't want to get into all the details of the contract I have signed with a certain, uh, shall we say, supernatural being that has kept me alive for this long. I feel like I should ask more questions about that because it sounds real involved. I am. Listen. Put two and two together, Allison. I'm from the South. Yeah. I have made a contract. You sold with your a... soul to the devil. You said it. I didn't. Oh, boy. Okay. Now I th- I know you really shouldn't be here because I feel like this is going to draw a lot of unwanted heat immediately to me. I don't want to be involved with the devil, man. Look, you don't have to be involved. I'm just asking for a little money to keep going. Why? I'll... Let me ask you this. Why would you preface asking for a loan with the bevy of terrible business decisions you've made i just wanted to explain why i was out of money because i'm sure you're thinking hey you're one of the most famous novelists of all time some have called the greatest writer of the english language why why the greatest uh uh, american cultural uh, signifier we've ever had why don't you have money surely you're rich i just wanted you to understand why i didn't have money i have a lot of questions that's one of them no man i'm not giving you money okay allison i didn't i didn't want to beg I didn't want to. I did. I'm. Don't I'm, do it, man. Don't do it. I am prepared to name my next book after you if you will give me five dollars. Five dollars. I'll name my. I'll five right, right here, right here, and right now. I will name my book after you. You are extraordinarily bad at business, but also it's pretty cool to have a book named after me by Mark Twain. Here's five dollars. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much that means to me. Okay. Okay. You name that book after me. All right. I really think you should get a financial planner. My next book is going to be called The Podcast Hosts and the Dead Turtles of Hoax Bluff, Alabama. God, I don't want that to be my legacy. So my name's not even in the title. It's just a podcast host and a bunch of dead fucking turtles. Okay. All right. Okay. (sighs) Allison, what's your last name? Kilkenny. Allison Kilkenny. Yeah. Okay. Allison Kilkenny and the Dead Turtles of Hoax Bluff, Alabama. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. It's going to be a hit. I, I, you know what? Yeah. I could sell anything. I could sell a book named Puddinhead. All right. I'll sell. I'll sell this. All right. We have a contract. Get out of my apartment. Get out. Do you want shoot? Do you have any shoot. spare change lying around or food? There's some in the bowl by the door. You can take that. There's. It's mostly pennies, but. Oh, I'll take the pennies. Right, get out of here. Get out of here. Okay. Shoot. All right. Shoot. Get. Get. Go. I mean, once again, I apologize. I 
I'm realizing there's some life adjustments I have to make. I will make them. Maybe moving will help. I don't know. I don't These know. guys really seem resourceful. I feel like I'm just a magnet for weird people. Oh, well. I mean, that is a confirmable fact. That is, that is true. Yeah. That is just, we, yeah, 100% yeah. valid. Uh, so, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. It'll be okay. We'll all be there for each other. Here is your bad news. So the bad news today is that Penny is being a fucking pill. That's just what I want to talk about for 20 minutes. She's She's always a little bit like that to me. (sighs) She is because I think she picks up on when people are like less than a thousand percent thrilled to see her. And she's like, I'm going to win you over Hmm. Uh, and I'm going to win you over by being a fucking bitch. Uh, I'm saying her plan doesn't make sense. I don't know though. Like I respect it because it's kind of like that's a that's a vibe that I really understand. You connect with it. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I realized there was but you know what? We'll get to that an hour or two. It'll be fine. Uh like guys, let's talk about Jordan fucking Peterson. Oh, oh hell yeah. Boy. So I've brought him up before on the show and I brought him up in the context of I was like Worried that progressives were sleeping on him and his like very specific niche kind of misogyny, Mm -hmm. which really just plays on like young alienated men who have daddy issues. And he he'll say very reasonable things like keep your room clean. Oh, yeah. And be honorable and tell the truth. And also women are witches who live in the swamp. And you're like, what? What was the last one? And he's like, oh keeping your room clean and it's like no 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 the thing after that the, the witches thing when like, you called women witches and you you bring up mythology so. and, and fairy yeah. tales as though they're confirmed facts well and, and then also the idea you know finding justification for the 1950s social hierarchies in like nature but also totally getting the nature wrong because there's this whole lobster thing and <laughs> There was an amazing. Did you see the thread? The on thread Twitter? on Twitter oh. that went went hard on all of the ways in which all of the crustaceans and other different types of uh, sea creatures actually are totally non hierarchical, yes. and you know, in some cases, just queer as hell because everybody they're all either male or female at different times in their life or at the same times in their lives. Or so that's what you know, he's advocating for, right? right. Just total yeah. gender fluidity, gender fluidity, and giant fuck fests. Honestly, on board. I Jordan mean, Peterson, the- you've convinced me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he is uh, terrifying in his weird desire to yeah, le- and be I th- legitimate. I think what's so dangerous about him is that he is, yet again, one of these extremist dudes who's being presented as though he's like saying very reasonable things. Yeah. And again, he just really plays into the whole daddy figure thing for yeah. so many of these young men. Um, but... Yeah, I so Jezebel has some of like the greatest hits from he got profiled in the New York Times. And though I didn't read the New York Times profile, it seemed like it was sort of like this guy's crazy, right? Oh, it was very uh, I mean, they they sent a woman to do the profile and do the interviews, which was a masterstroke because she just very calmly and systematically lays out how unbelievably pathetic he sounds and also yes. how absurd his fans sound. Right, right. Um, I mean, the the Swamp Witches thing was, was big, but also his weird obsession with, like, ugly, 
disturbing art. So he lives in yes. this house surrounded by like violent imagery, imagery yeah. from like communism. Right. I mean, that's a sign of a healthy mind, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I know I like to be surrounded by... I'm saying this, and I have a horrific drawing of a clown above my back. God. Yeah, that is upsetting. I drew that. Yeah. That's probably worse, right, that I drew it myself? Yeah, Let's move on. Um, So (laughs) another big point that people were like, the fuck is the whole enforced monogamy thing? Ah, yes. Especially at a time when we just had yet another mass shooting in Santa Fe, and lo and behold, it turns out the shooter... um, had his fifis hurt by a young woman who just didn't want, wasn't sexually interested in him. And she was like, please leave me alone. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to kill everyone because I know how to process my feelings in a healthy way. Uh, So it's like an especially dangerous time for Jordan Peterson to be pushing this enforced monogamy bullshit where he's like violent attacks happen because women aren't fucking enough ugly dudes Mm -hmm. or undesirable dudes. And it's like, no, no shootings are happening happening because men are shooting people <laughs> that's why it's not like an advanced concept well and it, i really have enjoyed the way that he has come back and tried to you know the the tortured twisting that he's done to try and say oh no you guys all totally understand me i didn't mean enforce monogamy like the state should mandate it i meant it like that we should just be like creating social structures that encourage this and i was like that's Do you live means. in the world? Like, <laughs> this is, is like encouraging this, like making it a social benefit to have monogamy is like literally why we have marriage. Like, this is yeah. stuff like there. We already have this, and we are already in a system. When you use the word enforce monogamy, you're creating like you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. When well, you the question is, that. when you say enforced, it's like enforced by whom? You know, and right. and ultimately the only institution that would have the means to do that is the government or maybe you're just talking about roaming posses of men Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is maybe even more terrifying than the idea of the government doing it but it's especially creepy to hear this kind of language as we're all watching like the handmaid's tale and we're like what a like horrifying dystopian work of fiction and then jordan peterson's like i think women should be legally forced to you know, have sex with their husband and only their husband. Um, and that will be good for society. It's like, oh, yeah. we're we're really not that far away no. from yeah. everything that's happening happening in The Handmaid's Tale. I, I also, I really enjoyed in the piece we talked about how women are chaos and men are order. And so... Since fucking when? <laughs> oh, when they're shooting up the schools in an orderly fashion? Ugh. Yes. And so that's the reason why men must be the... the prime drivers of society sure. and all of our ideas. You know what? We've been like... trying that and it's not going great. No, I don't it know isn't. if you guys have noticed, but men have been in charge um, always and the world is a dumpster fire. So, And I, I will say, I just want to add in here that um, in the world's greatest bit of, uh, let, let's just say it's history's most ambitious crossover event, um, noted uh Islamophobe and uh, jackass Sam Harris, great dude, is a big defender of Jordan Peterson. Get the fuck out! What and could they possibly have in common, Meredith? Now he says he has some issues with some of this stuff, but he thinks <laughs> that Peterson is being treated unfairly. And if you, if you'd ever like to experience 
an actual mental breakdown or the sensation of like losing your grip with reality, mm-hmm. I recommend um, reading the transcript of Ezra Klein's podcast interview with Harris <laughs> that's specifically about talking about why he decided to defend Jordan Peterson and like, well, yeah. okay, tell me this. Uh, and it goes on for so long oh, and it is outrageous. I mean, every time Klein tries to push him a little bit about yeah. how like, oh, this is, oh no, he's, he's a fan of Jordan Peterson, but then he also, um, he's a defender of Charles Murray as well. The guy who wrote the bell curve. Mm-hmm. Um, a very saying, not oh, uh, problematic. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's so unfair that you, what people are doing to Murray because his ideas are science. And he's like, no, but like he's explicit about how he has a social project that he's trying to push yeah. with his writing and Harris is like no 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 your bias is showing and I'm just I like, love that oh. these people don't have an agenda as long as their agenda matches Sam Harris's agenda <laughs> yeah it's it's real fun yeah. um I yeah I'm kind of surprised Ezra Klein pushed him as that hard because as no offense no shade a little shade uh Ezra is not known for that no 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 uh although this was sort of the perfect moment for him to uh his his way of being is actually sort of perfect um i think the perfect vessel to go after some like people like harris <laughs> sure, yeah. because there is you know he is so much more willing to give at least some of the benefit of the doubt when you're having a conversation that like that allows them to hang themselves you know As it allows people like, like harris to hang some themselves real lady yelling yeah at them. yeah they yeah they because you're a nice reasonable white man it's like a mm-hmm. lot easier to be like oh well of course this is him. It's like i'm i don't I just got to push what? you on that little thing yeah. right there. And, and, you know, that that works much better than with even in Jordan Peterson's case saying, you know, it's like, well, that's because you're a woman, he says to the interviewer. Yeah, so right. Like, right. Right. Uh, so speaking of ridiculous men, Oliver North, who I'll just remind you, um, is uh, committed high treason <laughs> during the Iran-Contra scandal. And is not light treason, guys. High treason. Real treason. High treason. Like the worst treason you can commit. Uh, it was old Ollie North and Reagan, but Oliver North took the, uh, the bullet for him. Sorry, bad wording, because now he's the incoming NRA president. Um, and he is now blaming school shootings on Ritalin. Ooh, just, is Oliver North a Scientologist? Ooh, <laughs> maybe that'd be an exciting turn. Uh, but yeah, I just love that. Who was it? Um, the lieutenant governor of Texas blamed the shooting on there being too many doors. Oliver North is blaming the shootings on Ritalin. It always seems like everything else is to blame other than guns and like toxic masculinity. <laughs> Yeah, well, of course, because that's just how it has to be. We sure. can't ask, you know, we can't ask these young men to actually like take responsibility for themselves and admit that their unhappiness might be their own problem and something to work on, rather sure. than to shoot their way out of it. That would be ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm still stuck on the idea of what, what like, the terror of, a, the heavily armed people of the NRA all just like being enthralled to Xenu. It's really just... Man, if those two ever (laughs) actually like merge, it's going to be like even more insane than it is right now, guys. Yeah. Imagine the NRA also being Scientologists. Look, if Uh, we've got to have the world being... If we're like so... If we're suffering under such terror and violence and sadness, like 
at least we can imagine hilarious ways where it could be worse. I mean, can it get worse at this point? I don't know. Eh, probably I not. I mean, it always can. Every time I've said that, it has gotten worse. So yeah. Speaking of, what's the next bad story? Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> guys, this is a doozy. There's just been this terror of stories i mean this has been happening the whole time it's just the media loves a theme so there was that guy who was a trump supporter the lawyer who freaked out on employees for speaking a little bit of spanish um and then you know like we've had a bunch of uh, white ladies calling 911 on black people people. for being black in public and now there's a story about a customs and border patrol agent who questioned two women in Montana this week after hearing them speak Spanish while in line at a convenience store. Anna Suda told KRTV in Great Falls, Montana, that she and a friend, who are both U.S. citizens, stopped at a store while buying milk and eggs in Havre, less than an hour from the Canadian border. While they were speaking Spanish, a CBP officer who identified himself as Agent O'Neill asked them for identification identification afterwards suda confronted the agent and asked him why he did that while recording a cell phone uh, video and they have the full transcript of it at splinter news which i'll link to at our soundcloud page if you don't follow us there follow us on soundcloud um but yeah i first of all this is kind of a side note but it's so sad to me that people of color now have to be like their own videographers mm-hmm. <laughs> and like document everything. Cause they're like, I need evidence yeah. in case shit goes down or if shit has already gone down because like the, my only chance of recourse at this point is that this goes viral. Yeah, pretty much. And that's all I have. Cause the justice system isn't going to protect me. So I now just have to hope there's a big enough backlash that these people get in trouble and are held accountable. That's depressing in itself. Then there's the second depressing layer of people just getting in trouble now for speaking not English in yeah. public. Well, that there's, yes, and that people feel so empowered, especially, I mean, yeah. it's even scarier when you have people who are uh, agents of the U.S. government yes. uh, harassing them for being visibly and audibly different. Um, I And the this asshole's justification is so rich where he's just like well i heard you speaking spanish and you know we don't really have you know he's like you don't really hear that around here he said so i had to it's unheard of up here which i'm like bullshit no bullshit but also this is you know another i mean it's also terrifying you know it's like thank god they've recorded it yeah. but we are deporting american citizens and mm-hmm. ice and Customs and, and and the customs are straight up fabricating information in reports in order to deport people mm-hmm. and get them out of the country and tearing so, apart families and yeah. communities. Yeah. So it, this could very well have gone to some, you know, him fabricating some reason to to detain them and take them into custody and then fuck up their lives. And yeah. I think, especially since uh, I don't know, this is one of those things that um, everyone should know about. Most of the people in America live in the within the zone of uh, that counts as a, a Fourth Amendment exception. Like, if you're living, if you live within a certain range of the border, mm-hmm. then um, you can like customs in customs agents can fuck with you a lot more easily. Right. It's like you you lose a lot of your civil liberties. There's a lot of things that they can do. Yeah, a lot of people so, don't know there are like checkpoints set up in yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. 
which is a scary fascist thing. But yeah, you have to show like identification. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, so I think like there's that added element of, oh, well, they're less, you know, they're close to the Montana, they're close to the Canadian border. Right. That means that then there are like, they probably would have had much less recourse than they would even potentially like the zero recourse they probably would have had otherwise. Right. Um, and, uh, and that's the yeah. good border, guys. Yeah. That's the border that we're like not patrolling as heavily armed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will say that a, a friend of mine tweeted over the weekend she was on an Amtrak train back from Vermont. She mm-hmm. was up uh, for um, for a, a something, some reunion for her MFA. And she said that uh, like officers got onto the train and asked everyone to... Oh. about being citizens and I've seen that happen too but it's like it when just I, keeps on going when I was going into Canada um, they just stopped the train at the border and armed agents come on the train and they ask people for paperwork and then they pulled off a family uh, pulled a family off the train and they just didn't come back uh, so don't know what happened to them but yeah it's, it's very scary uh, guys and I know I talk about this all the time but i like to bring it up every time i talk about uh, ice or or border patrol agents ice is a terrorist organization yeah that's all (laughs) if you work for them you should feel really bad about that Uh, find a different job and i mean cbp is bad but they existed before ice and are like at least nominally serve a function that makes sense in some ways like Mm -hmm customs agents keep people from importing sure. like dangerous toxic... frogs that will eat our crops <laughs> yeah i mean that's actually i know it is a thing. Dorky. like that's a legitimate yeah. thing that like we do need some sort of we do need people that are helping to make sure that we don't have like yeah devastating by the way that was a simpsons storyline uh, it was who got uh, it? but who understood yeah. my reference yeah ice was basically created specifically to be the extra fascist terrorizing just force. fucking with people uh, yeah in or yeah so that's like we need we need more people and we like we need it to be like customs but like more racist and like kidnapping people from that's like off the street america's you know. guarantee we will always make anything a little more racist yeah well you know you're welcome world guys it's that time of the episode get up right now and do a little dance are you dancing are you fucking dancing i can tell if you're not here is your good news <laughs> My first good news item is uh, just us laughing at Roger Stone, which I everybody knew this was coming eventually, um, that there is rumblings out there that he is going to be hit with an indictment by Ooh. special counsel Robert Mueller. Um, of course, Roger Stone says that he's prepared for it. He's insisting that any charges would be conjured up, totally fabricated. But I'm just going to enjoy Roger Stone being grilled during a special investigation, if only because, like, maybe nothing will happen, but you know it's going to be fucking entertaining. I just want him to be inconvenienced even a little. A little bit. Like, maybe he has to get up at 8 a.m. And he's just like, this sucks. Like, I just want him to have a bad day, you know? Nobody wants to be called into a special investigation counsel by Robert Mueller. Definitely not. I have to go in to make the argument that I can't do jury duty soon. And I'm dreading that. 
let alone if I was at the center of a federal investigation, you know? Yeah. And I mean, he definitely did something wrong. Oh, so there's going to be some, some frustration for him. He also knows so much shit. Oh, and yeah. at this point, he's been... I, he does not have a great relationship with Trump at this point because mm -hmm. he was cast out of the inner circle. So I'm a little hopeful that he'll get in there, if only to like show off how much he knows and mm -hmm. just spill something juicy. You know, like, oh, well, since you guys are asking and I'm pissed at Trump, here are these files. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh, no. So that I, I consider to be good news. The possibility of Roger Stone having a bad day, I think, is good news. Also... In some Me Too news, hashtag Me Too, Mario Batali is now under criminal investigation for sexual misconduct, um, which is a another positive step uh, in in the path to maybe him being held accountable for something. He was one of the biggest um, sexual harassment abuser. Um, uh, guys who had uh, these misconduct charges levied against him and then it kind of like fizzled out for a while. Yeah. Like everybody knew about it and then it was like I think there were so many men being accused of shit he kind of like fell off the radar. Yeah. Now but, he's back know, on the radar. <laughs> but much like everyone else who seems to be having these moments of hey maybe I'll give a comeback a try uh, <sighs> the you know the world has said, yeah, no, that's no, uh, not going to work. Sorry. It actually is that bad. It's also like you had your shot and you fucked up. Like how many really awesome qualified women, like even in his field, chefs yeah. have like carried themselves with integrity, <laughs> not harassed people and don't get a fraction of the attention he gets. And it's like, dude, you had your chance and you fucked up. So you need to step aside yeah. and let people who haven't fucked up, if we're going to pretend we were on any kind of like meritocracy, right? Let people who aren't creepy predators have a shot at the spotlight, <laughs> right? Is that a crazy idea? I don't know. I don't know. It seems a little bit out there. Uh, I guess. So yeah, now the NYPD is looking into these allegations. Um, these allegations first surfaced in December when Eater published a story detailing four women's allegations against Batali that included sexual assault. At the time, Batali acknowledged that he engaged in inappropriate behavior and took leave from his restaurant group. Um, you know it's real bad when they're, they cop to even inappropriate behavior. <laughs> like, yeah, I got to go away for a little bit. Um, I've been a monster. I also just like... It's so depressing that whenever, in order to take down like a man of his stature, I feel like there is a fixed equation where you need at least four women. I think so too. Yeah. There's a, you have to reach a certain level. Otherwise it starts to become, you, it needs to be, she said, and 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 she said, instead right. of, because otherwise if it just one woman become. comes forward, ev pretty much everyone's like, she's lying. They're <laughs> like, nah, it's probably not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also just really revealing because now we're seeing that for predatory men, it's never just one woman. Mm -hmm. It's especially if they've had access to like the arena of power for so long. Um, 
It's, well, it's of course it's not just one woman. Well, and, and that's what's so disingenuous about arguments about when uh, people say, oh, well, like if somebody makes like, you know, you're ruining the life, like somebody's life over one mistake or like, oh, if you misread a signal, then that's, you know, you shouldn't be going after them and, and causing all of this misery for them. And it's like, but that's not what we're talking about. This isn't about, you know, oh, somebody did something stupid and apologized and has learned something. Right. Uh, that's like. That's what consequ- like consequences exist so that you learn not to do a thing. Like, and if yeah. you're powerful and you keep doing it, yes, it's the the sense of impunity mm-hmm. to to do stuff. And it's this like institutional impunity because obviously, like Tom Brokaw is a great example. Yeah. He is a predatory monster in his own right, but then he was also protected by a bunch of producers who knew what were going on, what mm-hmm. was going on, and just like a culture that was like but Tom Brokaw's the network. We have to protect the network. And it's like, it gets into this real culty behavior. Yeah. And I mean, not to blame everybody. Like I understand why uh, people who don't have power, who just need a job are like, well, if I fucking say anything, I'll be fired in a second. Yeah. Cause I'm not Tom Brokaw. Like I get that, you know? Um, but it's, it's the system that's really rotten. So uh, keeping with the theme of predatory men, More charges have been brought against R. Kelly. A 20-year-old woman who claims she entered a relationship with R. Kelly in 2017 has filed a lawsuit against the singer accusing him of sexual battery, false imprisonment, and deliberately giving her a sexually transmitted infection during their one-year involvement. So these charges are the latest in a string of sexual misconduct accusations against Kelly, whose alleged abuse of teenage girls dates back decades, Though Kelly has repeatedly denied the claims and for years largely escaped public scrutiny of his behavior, he now faces a growing backlash against his alleged treatment of women. Uh, So that is from BuzzFeed, which I'll also link to at our SoundCloud page. But man, R. Kelly is one of those guys. And I hate like ranking them in this fashion. But the, the, like, false imprisonment shit. Oh, yeah. And I mean treating them, like, basically members of a cult, a cult. and then, like, separating them yeah. out from their families and keeping mm-hmm. them in his, like, giving them phones that they have to, they can only call him on. And then, like, <laughs> basically, if they, like, try, they can't communicate with each other. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And, you know, we have, and I say we because I include myself in this, like, uh yeah, we really like let him get away with like literally destroying yes. women's lives just because he's because, a powerful dude. Yeah, yeah. And he's famous. because he's sang a song in Space Jam. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: I was never a fan of R. Kelly. Um, I think I first became aware of him when he put out the weird um, opera, trapped in the closet, trapped yeah. in a closet, and people were laughing at it. And I was like, okay, but. Even if I was like a hardcore fan of his, I would like to think at this point I would stop fucking buying his music and going to concerts. Mm-hmm. Once it was revealed, he was the ringleader of a rapey cult. Yeah. You know? Well, I have actually um, the experience. I don't know if this has happened to you, but I've had the experience several times in the last few years where some well-meaning but clueless wedding DJ will play Ignition Remix. Oh, fun. And suddenly, and then I've just watched it, like, the party just dies. Yeah. Because, of course, I'm going to weddings with people who also know that Mark Kelly is a monster. And you just, like, 
can you take it out of the rotation? I guess people? maybe now if you're a bride and a groom, you should just like request. <laughs> like, that's please don't the, play R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and actually that or was Chris like, Brown. <laughs> yeah. During yes, during the brief time when I was planning a wedding uh, that ultimately didn't happen, there was a songs I definitely do not want to hear, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the number one song on there was No Ignition Remix. Oof. Yeah. I mean, and I know it's one of those things too where. You know, we were talking about a while ago on the show being able to separate the art from the artist sometimes and be like, this film is technically a good film, but the director is a predatory monster. But it's yeah. like, okay, I enjoy the yeah. movie. I get that. And listen, musicians especially are so fucking problematic. I mean, if you go back into the days of like, even like the glam rockers yeah. who we all like worship, right? Like Bowie and company. Back in the day, they were all like, predatory oh, privileged they were awful. monsters yeah. so i get that people with maybe the exception of prince i think so yeah yeah oh, what a little angel anyway um so i get that that compulsion to be like yeah but i thought the music the music but like were they still alive today would i go to a concert and like give yeah. them money i think that's the difference where it's like r kelly's still touring mm-hmm. and major companies are like backing him well and i also think that there's something and i, I don't know if you made this point when the earlier discussion like if you're a bad person and your art is about the bad things that you do yes then that makes it like I think then that makes it perfectly acceptable to say like no you shouldn't be separating it because like like Woody Allen who keeps making the same movie over and over which is old creepy man pervs on young woman pervs on young woman which is his life (laughs) and you know R. Kelly has a song called Sexosaurus this is a man who has been you know also he produced Aaliyah's record age ain't nothing but a number when he was secretly fucking married to her teenage self so this is I think yeah we can R. R Kelly is canceled 100% I completely agree and then finally in good news uh here in New York City Mayor de Blasio has told the police to end arrests for marijuana smoking now will that happen no idea but I think it's another indication that there's been this cultural shift. Um, like I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. And I'm listening to this one show where these small town detectives come on and mm-hmm. like recap cases that they've participated in during their like 30 year span. Yeah. And even hearing them go back to like the 80s and early 90s, it's wild where they talk about like, um, you know, breaking into places for like a marijuana bus, and they have yeah. to be like, this was a different time where they were like, we used to consider pot like a serious drug, and like even these cops and detectives being like, yeah, it was insane that yeah. we used to think that way. Like the culture has changed so much, and I think this is another indication of that. Now, I'm sure there's still going to be a racial disparity <laughs> when it comes to stuff like this, uh, but I do think it's significant that the mayor, um told the top brass that they should stop arresting people. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's like an an unmitigated good thing. Like, and it will be positive even Mm -hmm. if it will not actually lead to the amount of change that we should see because this is, yeah, it's still not going to be enforced. And I know there was just those reports out recently that black and brown people in New York city are being picked are you know, are being picked up for marijuana, mm-hmm. um, at massive rates while white people are basically doing, I mean, it's the entire pot platform 
of Cynthia Nixon's campaign that yeah. like the you know we should just straight up legalize it because right now it's de facto legal for white people anyway. So this is the only is. way to guarantee that people of color stop being victimized by the police over something that is not a big deal. Uh, here's my little white lady privilege story about that. I was with uh, Chloe, friend of the show, and we were outside UCB smoking a joint and we were very dumb because uh, we apparently thought we were back in the Chelsea Theater, which used to be like tucked away. But the new Hell's Kitchen Theater is directly across the street from like, I don't even know what it is, but there's just a line of police cars. Okay, yeah. So is it a station i don't know but anyway uh so we're smoking a joint and this cop comes around the corner and he's clearly like on his break like yep. he's got a big subway sandwich he's got his <laughs> he looks like really happy like i'm gonna eat the shit out of this and we like <laughs> make eye contact with him and he's just like what are you doing like the look on his face was just pure <laughs> exasperation and he was like put it away and we were like sorry <laughs> and he goes just go around the corner what are you doing just don't smoke it out in the open like and he so clearly just <laughs> didn't want to stop to like write a ticket and also we were two white girls and we were right. like we instantly chloe and i instantly had white girl voices where we were like sorry like voices we never use <laughs> unless we're talking to a cop yeah. and he was just like just don't be stupid. Go around the corner. I was like, okay, sorry. But then we were talking about it afterwards and we were like, if we were two black dudes and he saw that we would have been like in a squad car <laughs> instantly. So even that like relaxed attitude yeah. in some situations, although with that cop, I'm like, maybe he just wanted to eat a sandwich so much that it wouldn't have mattered who it was. He was just like, stop it. I'm on my break. I got a subway sandwich. I just imagine it. Yeah. I just, that's, that's so Andy Griffith. It's like, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. I've just never like, seen in real time my behavior <laughs> ruin someone's day so quickly. He was like, da, 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 da. no, no. He was so mad. Uh, but I mean, rightfully so, because we were being dummies. Uh, yeah. So I hope I hope this is like one of the the signs that because we do have a cultural shift in this country right now where people are. They have a more relaxed attitude towards marijuana, but it's in still this very racist way where we have like a lot of weed tainment right now where it's like, look at these quirky, fun white people making money off a pot. And then at the same time, like a bunch of people of color who have been locked up the rest of their lives yeah. for dealing pot. And it's like these white entrepreneurs making money off of something that is still destroying communities of color. So it's like it's progress, but it's still like racist as fuck while it's happening yeah so uh release everybody in prison on drug charges yeah woohoo yeah? yeah i think that's fair i think that's good guys did you know that light trees and news is a 100 percent listener supported show it's true that's why you don't hear advertisements on this show even though i could probably make a lot of money if i did that and i'm not that smart for not doing it <laughs> But, guys, you can go to lighttreason.news right now. Hit that donate button. Contribute to the show for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation. Or, and this is a wild idea, you can also upgrade your support. Did you know that? You just have to cancel your old membership and sign up at a higher tier. But that helps uh, keep the show going. Otherwise, Don't make Allison have to start shilling HelloFresh. Although, listen, honestly, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> I just don't think I'm, like, well enough 
like this podcast is so new yeah. that you have to show analytics, guys. I'm mm-hmm. not going to bore you with the details, but you have to be able to show that uh, you got the clicks and the listens. Podcasting is hard. It is. And it takes a while to build an audience. And like uh, my previous show, I had like 10 years to build up an audience. And now like we're on, I don't episode 40, I think. Mm. Yeah. But tell yeah. your friends about the show, guys. That's so this is a point that I've been meaning to make on the show. There are free ways to help the show. You can go to iTunes right now. You can rate and review us. Uh, If you're feeling extra spicy, leave a comment. That helps a lot. And tell a friend. Honestly, that is a totally free way to help the show. And it's so tremendously helpful. Like it helps so much. So if, if you're, Standing with a group of friends and they're talking about podcasts they like. Be like, hey, have you heard Light Trees and News? It's real good. I like it. It's funny and informative. Or in your own words. You don't have to just regurgitate what I'm telling you to say. Also, guys, uh, you can follow us on all the socials. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us everywhere. And while you're at it, follow Meredith Clark at Meredith L. Clark on Twitter. Follow Rosie, too. How's Rosie doing? Oh, she is loving life. Yes. She's going to be, uh, she gets to be nature dog this weekend. We're going. <gasps> so if you Guys. follow at Rosa Luxembourg on Instagram, you can get some sweet, sweet Corgi content. I really can't encourage that enough. Do follow Rosie on Instagram. I feel like there are certain animals of co-hosts i have on the show that i'm like i fangirl over hard um rosie's one of them meatballs another one parker's dog and yeah guys please please go sign up uh to support the show i don't really promote that uh enough as i should because so much other stuff's going on that sometimes i legitimately forget (laughs) but i can't bring you new episodes without support and i'm not gonna lie um not as many people signed up for the show as they did for the previous show. And I get that because I'm still getting messages from people where they're like, I just started listening to light trees and news because people are fucking busy. And I get that. But if you're in a position to do so $5 a month, I don't think it's a lot. That's not, that's not not that much. Although, you know, I get it. It's times are tough. I don't want to guilt anyone, but yeah, I want to keep bringing you episodes. So I can't do that unless I have support. You know? Yeah. And, like, support in any way you can. I get that, too. Like, maybe you're like, no, actually, I can't do $5 a month right now. Solid. I get that. But tell your friends about the show. Tell your family about the show. Unless they're, like, creepy conservative relatives. In which case, please don't bring them into my world. (laughs) We don't need any more (laughs) I don't need any more shit online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. (laughs) 